Welcome to Financially Ever After, where award-winning and nationally recognized financial expert Stacy Francis will bring you savvy tips and words of wisdom on how to secure your financial future before, during, and after divorce. For 30 minutes every other week, you'll hear personal stories from women who have either faced or are currently facing this transition. In addition, you'll also soak up knowledge and inspiration from the industry's top legal, financial, residential, and mental health professionals. And now here's our host, Stacy Francis. Thank you, Steve. I'm very excited today. We have a fantastic guest with us, uh, Eleanor Tatum, and she is the publisher as well as the editor-in-chief of the New York Amsterdam News. It is the oldest and largest black newspaper in the city of New York. It's also one of the oldest ethnic papers in the entire United States. Uh, Eleanor was appointed the editor-in-chief all the way back in 1997, becoming one of the youngest publishers in the history of black press. She began at the newspaper as a journalist, covering both local and national news affecting Harlem and the black community. Under her watch, the Amsterdam News has evolved from typewriters to total computerization and undergone several new layouts with a refocusing of content relevant to the wider African-American community in New York, but, but also across the nation. You can also see the website AmsterdamNews.com. They have an online edition, and uh, it's definitely a great place for you to go to understand what's going on in the world, also the national political discourse concerning African Americans. Um, in addition to publishing the Amsterdam News, um, she's also definitely around. You've probably seen her on TV, WNBC Evening News, also on New York One. Uh, she's guested and hosted on a few other places, appeared on the Riley Factor 2020, the Today Show. Wow, I'm tired reading your bio. <laughs> NBC Nightly News, Fox 5, um, CUNY TV. Um, and so really been many different places uh, over these many, many years. Um, and we were just talking uh, just a few minutes ago that you are, are not busy enough with your career, but you're actually president of uh, the PTA at uh, your, your child's school too. So, um, you know, how do you do this all? Because you have a lot on your plate. And and you're you're a single mom. Yeah. Well, you know, you you got to make your priorities, and I think one of my biggest priorities is my daughter. Yeah. And making things better for her is one of my top priorities. And I think about that with everything that I do. And you know, number one with that is her school. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I am you know the PTA president. And this is my second year doing it. I'm a co-president, luckily, so I've got someone else to work with. But, you know, being involved in her education is something that's extremely important to me. And what I find there is that because of what I do in my daily work life, it affords me the opportunity to be able to make things happen mm -hmm. in her school life as well, and, and vice versa. Yeah. So it, 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 it helps. And what grade is she now? And, and how long have you been a, a single mom? Um, she is now in the second grade. Yeah. And um, I have been a single mom basically for five years now. Wow. And she's seven. And 
I can't thank you enough for answering our survey and and sharing your experience. Um, When you look back, you know, if you're talking to a girlfriend who might be thinking about going through divorce or actually is going through divorce, what would be your words of wisdom that you would want to make sure that you share with her? Well, I I think there, there are several, but the first thing is that if you know that this is what you want to do, do it as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Do it when you're as least entwined as possible, uh, because I think that is one of the most important things that that you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have young children, um, when they're as young as possible, mm-hmm. uh, because you know I don't think my daughter can remember when my ex-husband and I were together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was very cognizant of making that break when I did because I think if I had if we had stayed together longer I think it would have been harder for her because Mm -hmm. she really would have been able to remember us as a cohesive unit Mm -hmm. and um, this way she never really had that Mm -hmm. cohesive Mm -hmm. unit Mm -hmm. Um, and so it may be something that she missed out on but she doesn't necessarily miss Mm -hmm because she doesn't know what it feels like. And I I have read study after study that also says that younger children tend to be more resilient. Yes. Too. Absolutely. And, you know, she's the, you know, I'm very lucky that I've got um, a a young lady now that uh, is very resilient and can really be popped into almost any situation and figure it out. Not all kids are like that. Yeah. but you also have to read your children very well mm-hmm. and know what's right for your kids. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the idea of understanding where you are financially and knowing where you're entwined and how you're entwined um, is very important when you're making this decision. And uh, understanding what the implications are and really talking to people. Um, you know, before I actually filed for divorce, I talk to people and understood what I was getting into Mm -hmm. and understood financially what I was getting into. Now, I don't think any of us are ever actually prepared Mm -hmm. um, because the costs can be, you know, so much more than we ever expect, um, which was certainly the case in my case. Um, But I'll tell you, I'm glad I did it when I did it Mm -hmm. because I think if I had waited any longer, it would have been much worse. So two things I would love to hear from you is I'd love to hear how you got on top of your finances to to then make this this change. But then also, I know that this has not been um, a skip down the yellow big road of happiness for you as far as the process that it's it's been a, a longer process that you went through than than I think you had hoped. So. <laughs> That's kind of an understatement of the year. But um, on the first piece, how did you make sure that you got on, you know, got on top of everything and then were were able to to move forward feeling confident that financially I'm going to be able to make a go of this, that this is going to be okay for me and my daughter? Well, well, first of all, um, having really sound financial people around you Mm -hmm. um, is number one. important luckily I had 
a team that I've actually worked with for many, many years that were right there for me. And they actually had helped me put together the people that I was going to when it came to getting divorce attorneys and whatnot. Um, it's actually funny. I didn't actually use the people that they had suggested. Mm-hmm. And they're actually now using the people that I ended up using mm-hmm. um, when they're suggesting people to other clients. Um, but, you know, having a good sense of who's in your camp, who's mm-hmm. in your court, and knowing who you can count on in terms of advice, uh, and, and going to those people and understanding what their limitations are as well, I think is very, very important. And, you know, when it comes down to it, knowing how much you can bear and how much stress you can take, Mm -hmm. I think is something really important. And also having somebody in the mental health field Mm -hmm. that you can talk to that is, you know, that's not in your circle, that's not just a friend, but somebody that is a professional um, that is there for you. And when I say there for you, I mean 24 seven. Yeah, (laughs) because there are going to be those days when you just need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Because this is definitely not easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say, Eleanor, is that um, there, there's a couple pieces, having the right legal support, having a financial advisor that you can trust that can be there for you, and also making sure that you have someone to, to be there to support you for, you know, this journey that is hellacious at times when you just need someone to be able to, to talk to. Um as far as for you, how did you go about finding your attorney, finding your financial planner, finding that therapist? Because that's something that um, a lot of women struggle with of how do I find the, the right professionals to help me get through this? Well, so for the, uh, we'll start with the attorney, because I think that was one of the, uh, the hardest ones. And that started with recommendations from people. You start mm-hmm. asking people, yeah. you know, who would you go to? Now, you know, normally I would have gone to my father. My mm-hmm. father, unfortunately, had died a few years earlier. So I went to my best friend's father mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. said, help, I, I need to find an attorney. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, he said, well, there's no question you're using this firm. And I said, okay. And this was, you know, my best friend's dad was like another father to me. So I went and met with the mm-hmm. attorneys that, that he told me to go meet with. Um, and I really liked them. But when I went in there, you know, I met with the partner. Now the partner charges, you know, a huge amount of money. And then there's an associate that is also going to be on the case. Yep. Now, you really have a choice as to how you deal with your the law firm that you go to. You can be sending everything to that partner or you can be dealing with the associate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I ended up really counting on the associate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the associate's rate was, you know, almost half the rate of the partner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that cut my costs down considerably. And in actuality, you know, the um, the associate that I started with um, 
ended up leaving the firm and I ended up going with her um, because she has been such an integral part of what I have mm -hmm. been going through for mm -hmm. now five years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's still, <laughs> I, you know, I'm st I still retain her because I still yeah. am talking to her on a very regular basis and it's still in court mm -hmm. uh, in actuality. And um, but finding that attorney who you click with and, and finding an attorney who is not one that, that is trying to keep you in court. Mm -hmm. And because there are some of those, there are. You're right. Um, and I have actually kept some of my friends out of court because I've seen what their issues are, and I've actually helped them to get through the process because I've seen what their attorneys are doing. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes you can't help it. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes there are issues that you just have to continue going to court for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, for the financial advisors, as I said, I was really lucky with the financial advisors because these are people that I've been working with with my company for, for decades. These are okay. people that I had known for 20 plus years beforehand. And so it was just a continuation of that. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's recommendations and who you feel comfortable with because You've got to feel a sense of comfortability with the people that you're dealing with because these are the most intimate facts about your life yeah. and about your finances. And you need to find people that are, number one, going to be compassionate with you, but are also going to be completely honest with you and that are going to tell you what you can and can't do mm -hmm. and what you can and can't afford and what is reasonable and what is not reasonable. Um and then with uh, your mental health professionals, again, a lot of it is friends. Yep. And talking to friends as to who they use, who they talk to, who they've heard about, um, and, and it's recommendations. Yep. Yeah. Recommendations are really, really key. Um, and it's really actually funny. The woman that I ended up um, speaking to, um, by chance, was a woman that I actually had met, I think it was something like 10 years earlier, um, in felt like another lifetime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it was really, it was really quite funny because I hadn't remembered her until I walked into yeah. her office. But, uh, and she's somebody I've become actually very close with and become close friends with. But it's a, it's a time where you create a team that, yep. It's a team that may, you know, really become almost part of your family because this is something that you don't go through alone. And if you put the right team around you, you've got um, a kind of a cohort that is just a, that's your team. And yeah. They're going to be with you. And, you know, whatever the next steps in your life are, whether it's another relationship, you know, whether it's another marriage, whether it's going to be a prenup or whatever, they're going to be there for you and they're going to know and they're going to have your best interests at heart. And and so what I'm hearing is a team for life. Yeah, absolutely. A team for life. And it, because it's not something you just kind of let go of. Yeah. Um, I, and I know that if I were ever to remarry, I mean, I'd probably have a prenup. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think my lawyer would allow me not to. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the same with, you know, financial planning for 
going into something like that. Exactly. And also just the planning for my daughter's future. Yep. And, you know, you know, some of the things that end up happening when you're doing all of this is getting estate planning done as well, you know talking to your financial people about getting estates and wills done Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know just making those contingencies to what happens to your money if something happens to you yeah um and how your child is going to be taken care of and how you want that money to be spent for your child if by chance something happens to you they're still a minor Mm -hmm. um and insurance Mm -hmm. life insurance you know, figuring all of that out, term insurance, whole life, and what you need to make sure that they're able to get through what they need to get through um, so that they're going to be able to get through college and have everything paid for and what that all looks like. And mm-hmm. I mean, these are horrible things to have to think about, but that, but those are things you must think about. Mm-hmm. And so that's all part of that process. I mean, it's not necessarily during that whole divorce process, but these are things that your team is going to continue to think about as you progress and as mm-hmm. you continue going. And that's why they're going to be with you for longer than just that yeah. you know, initial divorce, because that's just part of it. You still have the rest of your life. So as we're talking about all these things, um, what what comes in front of me, in front of my eyes are dollar signs. Um, Dollar signs with regards to making sure you have your will in place, of course, disability, life insurance, all of that. Um, And that is a certain dollar amount that no matter what, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. We, we all have to kind of put our big girl pants on and we got to get that stuff in place now that we're, we're single parents. But tell me with the legal piece, the legal cost, you gave us some great ideas about how to keep legal costs down to work with the really talented associate that often the price is half. I've even seen a third of the price of the partner. You've been going through this now five years and had legal costs for five years. What are some other tips you have? Because this could very well bankrupt someone having to deal with court cases and going back and forth for essentially five years plus. Right. Well, I think one of the things you have to figure out is what things you can live with and what things you can't live with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if those little things like, well, you may have a everyone doesn't end up actually having a trial in a divorce. A lot of people do, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't. They come to some sort of an agreement and within those agreements are stipulations. And so sometimes one partner or the other does not follow those stipulations. So maybe it's the time that they drop off a child or yep. pick up a child. Maybe they're late. Maybe they don't let you talk to your child every night, even though the document says they're supposed to. Um, maybe it's that they don't let you switch a weekend that you want to switch. Uh, maybe they don't let you have them for a holiday that you're supposed to have them. You know, there are all these little things that can come up. You've got to decide whether that's worth it to take them to court or not. On. Yeah. Um, maybe it's that they don't give you remuneration for add-on expenses. Um Mm-hmm. And you've got to figure out if you want to take them to court for every little thing that happens or if it's just 
not worth it to do Mm -hmm. that, if it's not worth the expense, if it's not worth the headache. But then there are other things that come up, like renewing passports or getting permission to go on a trip. You know, because when you take a child out of the country, you need to have a a parent's signature uh, on an affidavit that says you you can take them. Now, that gets to a point where if another parent, the other parent won't sign that, you sometimes have to go to court. Mm -hmm. Now, then you may want to put in all those other little things that have been bugging you. Mm -hmm. But you don't put those little things in in and of themselves. But when you're going to take them to court for something else, you put in the kitchen sink because you just want to get rid of all those other things that are hanging out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a way to take care of those things. Exactly. Um, so you just kind of build them up um, yeah. and put them put them in the back burner until there is something that you have to yeah. go to court about. Essentially a non-negotiable, guess what, I have to go to court over this, so I might as well bring in all those other pieces that are not being abided by and have it all done at once. Exactly, because that's one motion. Instead of bringing them to court every single time that it's like, okay, didn't drop her off on time. Didn't pay for their part of gymnastics Exactly, their half of this, yeah. So, you know, because, I mean, in and of itself, those are little things, but they're annoying, yes. they can make you just absolutely go batty, but in the grand scheme of things, they're not big. Mm-hmm. But when there is the big thing, you put all the little things in there with it. It's a great suggestion. It's a really great suggestion. And um, I think it's really important for the women to hear that are listening now. It doesn't mean that you're disregarding all those other pieces. It means that when there's something really big, then you you do it and you do it all at once. And and I even think about it like back to school shopping. I don't do back to school shopping over three months. I go and I go to TJ Maxx and we get all our back to school shopping done right then. And, you know, knock on wood, I try to plan it when there's a sale on top of it. Right. And it's the same thing that you're doing that instead of paying legal costs for all these small things of going into court, which will add up to thousands upon thousands. I mean, I imagine even, and and I've seen this with clients, by going back to court as often as they do, the amount that they want to be reimbursed by their husband for certain childcare, certain add-ons that they're not receiving, the amount they paid in legal costs far exceeds the dollar amount they would ever be getting in Absol- their pocket. Absolutely. I mean, the legal costs far outweigh this. Uh, and sometimes it's just for the principle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has very little to do with the money because I'd rather not spend that money on some of these things. But some of these have no financial remuneration to them. But it's the idea of being able to actually go somewhere and do something. With it, your child. Right. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's them not wanting to get permission to go to a certain place or wanting to not give you permission to get a passport renewed because they want to be able to have oversight as to where you're allowed to take your child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there there are a lot of little things and conditions that someone may want to put on you. And you've got to decide whether or not you can, number one, live with those or if it's something you want to go to court over. Ellen, are you have talked about uh, having a really good relationship with your matrimonial attorney. And unfortunately, a lot of women 
don't have that great relationship. What have you done to make it a relationship that works? And then the second piece, are there certain things about your attorney that are non-negotiables, that, that are part of the reason why that relationship works so well? You know, I don't know why the relationship with my re- attorney works so well, um, besides the fact that I just think she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the fact is that she, you know, she was a young attorney when we started. Um, I mean, she's still pretty young. She's younger mm-hmm. than I am. Um, but, but from the time that we started working together to the time till today, mm-hmm. all right, and we've gone through two trials, um, several motions, several post um, post divorce motions. Um, she has actually gotten pregnant and had two children. Has come out of her um, uh, her um, maternity. Um, maternity vacation maternity leave yeah. maternity leave I don't know why I couldn't remember that word for a moment um, to actually come into court uh, so that we could um, actually deal with these trials mm-hmm. um, so she had a dedication that was bar none she gave me access to her 24 7 mm-hmm. and I think in certain cases you need to have that assurance from mm-hmm your attorney that they're there for you at all times. And so if you, if you're the kind of person that needs that, you need to have an attorney that's going to be able to do that. That's going to be able to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to ask your attorney, okay, are you the kind of hand holding attorney or are you a kind of attorney that's kind of a cold aloof attorney, you know, because they're both kinds and hopefully they'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and they'll say, well, if you need a hand-holding attorney, I'm not the one for you. Yeah. Which I think is really, really powerful of, as we go into this process, know what you need. Yeah. Right? And don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm the person that needs to be able to reach out to you on a late Friday afternoon when something comes up and he never dropped her off and I don't know what to do. Right whatever that might be, being clear about that and making sure that whomever that attorney is, that they're gonna they're they're going to be responsible, that they're going to be really committed and and see you through that. Because you are right. There are a lot of attorneys that, that will definitely respond to your email. Um, but they'll respond in three days. Right. Right. And and that's not necessarily going to be the right thing for you. Right. And I mean I have had many friends that have had those attorneys and I've had many friends that have gone through three and four and five attorneys. Which is painful which and is expensive. Painful, expensive. It doesn't look great to um, the judges either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's the other thing. You gotta know who your judge is. Mm-hmm. And certain judges respond better to certain attorneys. Exactly. And if you know if you are in front of a judge and you are having a bad time with your attorney, when you go to get another attorney, you better make sure that the next attorney you get has a good relationship with the judge you're in front of. Mm-hmm. And it's something you really need to look at closely to see how they how they respond to it. Because, you know, 
judges do react differently to different attorneys. And because as every person, people react differently to different types of people. Mm-hmm. And now judges, you know, try to be as fair as absolutely possible. But still, some people just rub them the wrong way. Yep. Exactly. And, and you, whether it's fair or not, you as the client will then now rub them the wrong way. Exactly. Um, so you need to you need to really look and see how these attorneys act and react with different you know, w- with these judges. Yeah. And you need to ask those questions. If you were talking to a woman right now who was struggling with their attorney, and I don't know if you've come across there or talked to any of your girlfriends, I, I have imagined that you you are such a warm, genuine personality that people come to you to confide in and get your 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 counsel. How do you how do you counsel them? What what do you tell them to do in that situation where their current relationship with their attorney is just not working? Well, you know, I tell them to find another one. I yeah. try to help them as best I can to to find others. Um, sometimes they listen. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it's not. You mm-hmm. know, you never have a crystal ball, unfortunately. Um, and what works for one person is not necessarily the right match for somebody else. Exactly. So you have to go in there and you have to feel that it's right for you. Mm-hmm. Because one person's the right match for one person, it doesn't mean that it's the right match for another person. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had people that I've talked to that have not listened to the recommendations that I've made and, you know, continue to have a really, really bad time. And others that have and have still had a very bad time. But others, you know, you know, it, in one case, I, you know, I had two friends that I've been friends with for a very, very long time that were getting divorced and they had just one sticking point that was going to send them into court. And I said, no, you guys, I, you can't do this. I, I won't let you do this. And I said, just sit down with me. Give me an hour. Give me an hour of your time. And I sat down with them for an hour and I fi- helped them to figure it out. Yeah. But then yeah. the next point was I couldn't let their attorneys talk to one another. Yeah, because, because if their attorneys talked being... to each other, they would have blown the whole thing up. Exactly. And so I negotiated between their attorneys as well. Wow. And basically what their attorneys weren't able to do in six months, I did in a week or two. Yeah. And then borrowed the offices of my accountants <laughs> for them to sign the papers. Yeah. And got so it done. And, and so I'm he- really hearing three things from you, too, as far as finding that attorney. Understanding what your needs are and if they're the right person, if they're the hand-holding, if they're going to be the responsive within the time frame you need. Um, also, on top of it, if they're an attorney that uh, understands what you're looking for. So an attorney that wants to fight over every single, you know, small peace and keep you in court is another essentially you know another big no-no right and i'm also hearing that uh, unless you're the kind of person that wants to want do that. that and you've got the bank account to, to back that it. up exactly i mean because if you know if you've got millions and millions and millions to fight with and you really just want to stick it to somebody there you it, go there you go but that's going to be your life exactly and there are attorneys for that right there are yeah. definitely attorneys for that i don't recommend it 
Yeah. But, you know, if that's what you want, if that's how you want to dedicate the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, that for some people, that's what they have and that's all. Yeah. They have, but that's going to be a very unhappy existence. And the third thing that I think is really powerful that you're saying is that if that relationship is not working, that you should talk to them about it. And if that behavior, whatever is not working, doesn't change, then you need to move on. Yeah. For the right fit. I mean, just as you say that, you know, when do you, when should you start the divorce process sooner than later, right? As soon as you know. Um, and it's the same thing also I'm hearing with that attorney that if that relationship is not working either, then you need to make sure that you talk about it. And if that doesn't conform to what you need, then, then move on too. So. Absolutely. Because, you know, one of the things that happens when you try to switch attorneys is that the thing that costs the most money is somebody trying to get up to speed with exactly. what's happened in your case. Exactly. And the less that has happened in your case, the less they have to catch up on. Exactly. A another really important piece. So we're coming to the end of our, our half hour with the podcast. And I'd love to hear from you. Um, just any other tips or things that you want to make sure that you share uh, with our listeners today? You've, you've shared so much about get, starting the process as soon as you know, how to make sure that your relationship with your attorney is, is a, a good relationship for you, and also how to, to make sure that you're not breaking the bank in, on legal costs if you don't have necessarily a piggy bank the size of, um, you know, the piggy bank of the, of the Rockefeller family. Yeah. Um, anything else that you would want to share that you want to make sure that we, we talk about today? Make sure to take care of yourself through all of this. Mm -hmm. And if you have a child, make sure that keep a little on the side so you can do things that are special with them. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the, the most important things because at the end of the day, that's who you're going to be with you know, and your child is the most important thing in your life. Yeah. And the memories that you're able to create with them are so incredibly special. Yeah. And having the resources to do that are so important. Yeah. So being able to hold a little bit back yeah. so that yeah. you can have those special moments Mm -hmm. I, I think is something really important, but also for yourself, that, you know, massage or yep. that spa yep. day um, with your girlfriends mm -hmm. is absolutely needed. Mm -hmm. um, that mental health check-in with your psychologist or whatever, you know, you got to do it. Um, that day off that you take from work just because you need to sit home in your pajamas. Yep. Um, God, and, that sounds so good. And, and, and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. because, yep. you know, you, you got to do it. And mm -hmm. you got to get permission from yourself to do it. There's no one else really that you got to get permission from except for yourself. Mm. Um, and that it is okay um, and to give yourself permission to do that. Uh, and I don't think we give ourselves permission. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of my friends, Tiffany Dufu, wrote a great book called um, Drop the Ball. Drop the Ball. And it's about basically how women have really tried to do it all. Mm -hmm. um, and that there are things that you can drop the ball yeah. on. Yeah. You know, as one of the 
instances she gives us, like, you know, cleaning the top of the refrigerator. Yeah, no one's looking there. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, and giving yourself permission to do certain things. Yeah. And delegating. Yep. And, um, and you know what, if the laundry doesn't get done today, it doesn't get done today. And it's just okay. There's, yeah. there, there's bound to be more clothes out there. Right. And if you wear a pair of jeans for a second day, you know, it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah, I, I think that's the, that's the, the best advice I can actually give is take care of yourself because you're the only one that can do that. I can't thank you enough for being here, for sharing your time, sharing your experience. And there's so much that you have been able to share with us. Um, so I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you. You want to uh, do that ending one more time without that phone? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. And you want to uh, promote your how to get a hold of you too? Yep. Yep. Um, so Eleanor, thank you so much for being here. You've shared so much about your experience and I know that it's going to be really helpful for our listeners. Thank you for having me. So thank you. And if you are interested in seeing our podcast or visiting our website, you can go to francisfinancial.com. Um, there you'll see all of our many, many podcasts, um, as well as information about the work that we do. Um, we are a wealth management firm that specializes in working with women who are going through trauma. And almost all of our women are going through the divorce process or unfortunately their husband has passed away. Um, so if you do need any help or support, we do have a second opinion service and that will look at all of your finances, where you are today, where you want to go and start to fill in those steps to help you get there. Thank you.